Welcome back to The Coop with Meyer Hatchery, where we talk all things poultry in hopes of inspiring crazy chicken keepers and educating future flock owners. I'm Kendra. And I'm Jeff. And today we've reached the end of our A Year with Chickens series. We dedicate one episode per month to this series, covering what to expect when raising a chicken in that particular month. For the month of December, we're taking a look at year two and beyond. We'll discuss everything you need to know about your chickens aging out after their first year to selective breeding traits and what flock replacement looks like. Egg production in laying hens can fluctuate based on adequate feed ration, heavy parasite loads, predator threats, lack of drinking water, and molting. Any one of these criteria can cause hens to drastically slow or stop laying altogether. However, after your chickens reach one year of age, their production will naturally decrease until they reach retirement around year six. In their second year, their production rate will be about 80% of what it was their first year, with it naturally declining roughly 10% each year after. However, this rate will vary. Like we've previously mentioned, Each breed and individual chicken differs just like humans in their maturity and egg production rate. For those of you selling at market, you'll need to consider a flock replacement program to keep your production rate steady. Dependent upon your demand, this means adding new layers to your flock on an annual or biannual basis. Keeping in mind, most breeds don't reach maturity until 16 to 24 weeks in age. Now adding new birds to your flock is an expense in itself, not to mention the added feed cost. This is where your chicken math starts to multiply. For those in the business of eggs, you can select a few hens to keep for breeding, replacing the rest. Or you can sell your layers as spent hens to others who are just looking for a backyard flock already in production. And lastly, some customers opt to send their hens to freezer camp. Your choices may vary every year based on demand, time, and space. If you're a backyard flock owner, you can certainly add a few new chicks to your flock each year or every other year and not be affected too significantly by a cost increase or a fluctuation in production. And lastly, for those of you who keep your chickens as pets, you can let your chickens live out their full life on your farm knowing egg production will slow each year. In addition to egg production slowing, you may start noticing some other changes in your aging flock. For example, the eggs may be few and far between, but their size will increase. You may also notice their combs and wattles lighten in color, known as bleaching sequence. Now let's talk about allowing your chickens to age out. For those of you with favorites or keeping chickens as pets, at some point their life will come full circle and you'll be faced with their passing. On our homestead, we rotate our flock and are no strangers to death from processing to predators. However, I did let one of our original chickens live out her final days here. She was our OG, warmly named Grandma. Most chickens live to be 5 to 10 years old. Grandma lived to be 7. As a seasoned chicken owner, she was my first and only chicken to age out and I had no idea what to expect. So here's the story in hopes of preparing you for that sad day. If chickens are hurt or injured, they'll often separate themselves from the flock, knowing that if a predator is to attack, they could potentially put the rest of the flock in harm's way. A couple of weeks before our chicken passed, she started separating herself. She was always top of the totem pole and therefore independent, so her behavior really didn't surprise me until I went to lock up and couldn't find her. 
After searching endlessly, I found her sitting in a bucket on the front porch. I gave her a good look over some mealworms and tucked her back into the coop. She started doing this off and on. Then slowly, she stopped leaving the coop altogether. This behavior had me worried. She was always the first out and loved free-ranging. Again, I looked her over, feeling her crop and checking her vent. I ran through the checklist. Nothing was outright concerning other than her behavior. After a few days secluding herself to the coop, her comb color was quickly dwindling and her vent was a mess. She had to be egg-bound. I soaked her in a bath twice that week but found nothing. She stopped walking, so I separated her with plenty of snacks, water, and a heat lamp. She never stopped eating and drinking, though, so I ravaged the internet trying to find a cure. Finally, I chatted about her condition with my peers here at Meyer Hatchery, and they broke the news that she was simply old. She continued to have a messy vent, and the stink was horrendous. It was like nothing I had ever encountered. I cleaned and fed her, and finally, one day, I walked out to take care of the birds, and she had passed. So, for your favorite flock members, five plus years of age, separation, untypical behavior, loss of mobility, and smell could mean their time has come. Just know you've given them a great home and the best chicken life possible. For whatever reason you keep chickens, at some point you'll most likely make additions. One way to add to your flock is by hatching a few of the eggs your hens are producing. Even the thought of breeding traits can feel intimidating, and as you dive into the rabbit hole of information on the internet, be warned, it's easy to get overwhelmed. Know that selecting traits takes time to fully understand and master. However, backyard flock owners can start with some basic questions to help you begin. For example, are you wanting a certain type of egg size, color, or production rate? Are you looking for egg production, meat production, or both as a dual-purpose breed? What about temperament suitable for your family? Are you selecting traits for show purposes or to conserve heritage breeds? These are all questions you should be able to answer prior to looking at your flock. Once you have all these answers, start looking at the breeds you currently have. It can be useful to use a breeding trait record to track your flock's egg color, size, temperament, and so forth. We've linked our free printable record below. Knowing this information about your hens, compare their traits to your rooster. For hatching eggs, you must have a rooster in your flock to fertilize them. Now, this is where genetics come into play and you'll have to do your research to see what breeds are compatible to produce the traits you're seeking. One characteristic you should watch for in your flock are hybrids. These hybrids are produced by crossing other breeds to create fun feather patterns or egg colors. A great example of these breeds are the eggers, including the olive egger, lakeshore egger, easter egger, and steel egger. If you were to breed a male and female Easter Egger, the offspring would not necessarily have the same traits as its parents. However, if you breed a Buff Orpington hen to a Buff Orpington rooster, you'll get a Buff Orpington offspring. If you're breeding for show quality or to conserve heritage breeds, be sure you have the American Poultry Association's Standard of Perfection on hand. This official guide illustrates the features every recognized breed should showcase. When choosing your breeding flock, you'll want to make sure they exhibit as many of these features as possible so their offspring stay true to the breed. 
A question we often receive from backyard flock owners is whether or not it's okay to mix hen breeds and rooster breeds. The answer is absolutely. In most cases, your average homesteader will have a barnyard mix, meaning no breeding traits were selected or maintained, resulting in what they call mutts in the dog world. It's perfectly acceptable for those looking to effortlessly provide meat and eggs for their families. No, when you hatch eggs, you will receive a mix of male and female. If you are in an area that doesn't allow roosters or you're limited based on the size of your coop, you may want to make those additions by ordering your specific breeds and genders. Here at Meyer Hatchery, we offer seasonal minimums. So you can purchase just three standard chicks by gender, April through November, and eight chicks, December through March. Once those new chicks arrive, your year with chickens begins all over again. From planning and preparation for new additions, incubation of eggs, brooding, coop considerations as your chicken math multiplies, and your coop grows, transitioning new flock members with old, handling chicken abnormalities, preparing for egg laying, watching them fly the coop to free range, warding off predators, preparing for seasonal weather shifts, and then you'll be right back here planning for next year. And that concludes this month and our annual series, A Year with Chickens. We hope this information helps to prepare and guide you through your journey with chickens. Thanks for listening to The Coop. Be sure to subscribe and if you'd be so kind, Drop us a review. See you all next week.